Welcome to Thoughts on Thriving, a holistic lifestyle and wellness podcast that's here to help you become the healthiest, happiest, most aligned version of yourself. I'm your host, Ava, a registered dietitian in training and health and wellness junkie. I'm so excited to have you here as I dive deep into meaningful conversations covering topics from nutrition and mental health to spirituality and self-development and everything in between with experts in many fields. I'm so happy you're choosing to learn how to thrive today. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Thoughts on Thriving. My name is Ava, and if you guys are new here, I am the host of Thoughts on Thriving. If you guys are not new here and listened to the show way back in the day, and by way back in the day, I mean in like 2020 and part of 2021, um, then welcome back. The show is going to be a little different now. I know it's been a long time since we've put out an episode, but we'll get into all that. If you're new here, Thoughts on Thriving was born out of my best friends and my desire to kind of connect with people, bring meaningful conversations to the forefront and just share some of our experiences, talk about lifestyle, wellness, health, relationships, and just random things we were both interested in. And if you guys were a part of that journey, we're so grateful and we had so much fun in the first season of Thoughts on Thriving together, my co- my the old co-host Renny and I. Um, but now I'm sure you've noticed that we've been on a hiatus since March of last year. Um, and a lot of things have happened since then. I've started grad school. We both graduated from UC Berkeley. Renny started law school. And so lots of things are happening um, over here. And Sadly, the biggest change to the show is that Rennie will no longer be co-hosting with me, um, which is super sad and doesn't mean that she'll never be on again. So don't worry. I'm definitely going to have her on as a as a VIP guest, which I'm putting in quotes because she's never going to be a guest on this podcast. But we'll definitely have her on, have her talk about her experiences with law school, any changes to her life, what she's learned in the last year. So don't worry about that. But Thank you guys for being so patient while we've been on our little hiatus. Um, It's been kind of crazy. Life has been kind of crazy, but I'm so excited because the show is back. I'm back. And while it will be different, a lot of it will remain the same. We'll still be talking about lots of fun stuff, lifestyle, wellness, health, nutrition, spirituality, um, So I can't wait to get into it with you guys. So yeah, like I was saying, the future episodes of Thoughts on Thriving will definitely be a bit different from what you may be used to. Um, If you guys didn't know, I'm currently in school to become a registered dietitian and I'm obsessed with all things health, wellness, and lifestyle. And I've also in the past couple years, especially last year, have been on an immensely transformative spiritual experience and I can't wait to share all the things that I've learned. I really wanted a platform to just kind of share what I've learned, share people who have impacted me, share different modalities and tools and tips and tricks with people. And I didn't know where to put it all. And, you know, I had this platform, Renny and I had this platform. So we decided why not make it all about this kind of stuff, make it really um, niche and really at the same time covering a broad variety of topics within this realm of wellness and health and, you know, mental health, 
emotional health, spiritual health, all of it. So I can't wait. We're going to have some amazing guests on the podcast and we'll also be doing some solo episodes with me and it'll just be lots of fun. So I'm really excited, but I'm really excited to share with you guys a lot of the things I've learned in the last year, especially in this episode and beyond. And so I will be getting to that in a second, but I really just wanted to share my intention with this podcast with you all and why I'm bringing it back and what my intention is moving forward. You know, since the pandemic started and since all these lockdowns and everything that's been happening in the last couple of years, um, it's been really isolating for a lot of people, including myself. And I have been on an inward journey, which is really awesome and really fun. But it's really, it can be really isolating when you don't have anyone to share it with or when you feel like the people around you don't really get what's going on in your head. Um, And that's not to say that I have no one in my life who understands what's going on, but it's really nice to connect with like-minded people and to connect with people who want to talk about these things. And so my intention is really to provide a space for all these meaningful conversations to cultivate a really nice amazing community of people who are into these topics like I am and to also just educate people on the things in life that we didn't learn about in school, about health, about how to, you know, foster a healthy microbiome or how to follow your intuition or different like wellness things that we don't learn in school, how to take care of your emotional health, you know? So I really wanted to create a space to talk about these things, to have people on who have helped me realize some of these things and learn some of these things because I didn't I mean just like all of us we weren't born knowing any of this so this is the space for that and I totally understand if wellness and health and all the stuff the woo-woo stuff the spirituality the lifestyle stuff if it's not for you don't worry about it you don't need to keep listening to this podcast I expect the audience to change and there's so many amazing podcasts out there that you don't need to waste your time listening to this one if that's not your jam and so I really encourage you to find a podcast that works for you that aligns with your interests but I also encourage you to you know maybe if you're not into this kind of stuff maybe broaden your your perspective and invite different kinds of kinds of conversations into your into your life and to maybe come into this with an open mind and learn something that maybe you weren't expecting to learn. So this podcast is maybe not for everyone, but I think that everyone can take something away from it. So I'm really excited, like I've said 10 times, and I'm excited to have on amazing guests from registered dietitians and doctors and experts in the health and nutrition field um, to people who are in the wellness and spirituality industry, quantum healing specialists, therapists, um, health coaches, and just so many different people who have taken time in their life to learn these things, to learn about how to better ourselves in any way, shape, or form, and who want to help others do the same thing. Because that's really my goal, and that's what I'm doing um, in my life personally and with this podcast, is I really want to help people become the best version of themselves, become the healthiest version of themselves, the most radiant, happy, joyful, excited about life, passionate version of themselves. And I think that you can get there. Um, And I mean, it's not a destination, obviously, but I think that people can be much happier and healthier and insert the word much more than they actually are right now. And I think we're also in a time 
where the world is kind of in a negative realm. The world is kind of crazy right now. And it's much harder to keep track of our own happiness and keep track of our own well-being with all the crazy things going on around us. And that's why it's so okay to have, you know, fallen off track with your own growth or to be in like a down state or be in a place in your life where you're not happy with who you are. It's understandable. It's almost expected with what the world has gone through, but um, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be that way. So that's my spiel. That's what is going on with the podcast. And speaking of becoming a better, happier, healthier version of yourself, I have been using a product called Magic Mind, the world's first productivity drink, to boost my focus and mental clarity, which makes me feel good about myself, makes me feel like a happier version of myself when I can get everything I need to get done done with amazing energy and focus. So we'll get into that a bit later. Just wanted to mention it right here. All right, I think that's it for the intro stuff. But last thing is to make sure you're following our Instagram at thoughts.on.thriving for more updates like this. Because if you were following the Instagram before this, you would have known that this episode is coming out. And another way to know when an episode is coming out is to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, Make sure to hit that subscribe button so that you will get a notification every time we come out with a new episode. So before I get into what I've learned, I think I kind of want to explain where I've been and how I've learned these things and what I've been up to. Um, I, this year, like I mentioned, had my last semester of undergrad at UC Berkeley. I was studying nutritional science um, in the di- on the dietetics track which means I was on track to becoming a registered dietitian. I still am. (laughs) I didn't quit or anything, but yes, that's what I did at Berkeley. I then graduated from Berkeley in May and then spent the summer doing a little bit of traveling, but mostly spending time with family, spending time with my loved ones before I moved to New York City at the end of the summer. So I moved to New York in mid-August, right after my birthday, And I am now in New York doing a program to become a registered dietitian. It's called a dietetic internship. Don't really know why they call it an internship. It's more like a a residency. You're basically working in the hospital um, doing what a dietitian does, training to become a dietitian. And I'm also in grad school earning a master's in clinical nutrition at the same time. So lots of stuff going on over here. I'm very busy, but it's good stuff and it's all going to get me to where I want to be and to fulfill my dream of becoming a dietitian. So I'm really excited about it. And New York is so fun and so different from what I'm used to. So it's all been so much growth, such a journey. Um, the East Coast really is very different from the West Coast, no matter what people tell you. I mean, most people will say that, but it's like moving to a new country. So (laughs) lots of life lessons come with that. Lots of life lessons came with, you know, moving from college to the real world. Not that I'm in the real world because I'm still in school, but very different when you're in grad school versus in college, as I'm sure people who have been (laughs) in that experience know. So that happened. Um... And then, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened in between, but I think the biggest theme throughout the entire year for me was really going inward and having what I 
like to call like a spiritual transformation on the inside. I mean, I look the same on the outside. Everything's the same, but I feel like a different person. I really do. And I feel like a lot of it is thanks to the like healing I've done. I work with someone who I wouldn't even call a therapist. It's more of like an energy healing. I want to have him on the podcast. I don't even know how to describe him, but um been working with him. I've been reading so many books and listening to so many podcasts. I've been doing a lot of journaling and meditating, a lot of meditating and I think the common theme in all of this is that it's allowed me to learn myself and know myself in a much deeper way than I ever have before. And with that comes learning lessons, learning takeaways, learning things from the problems, quote unquote, problems or issues I'm experiencing in life. And I think when you're in it, it's um, really hard to kind of voice what you're experiencing. But on the other side, not that I'm done growing, but I think that that period of growth, it was rapid growth, what felt like rapid growth for me. I think once you're out of that and once now that I've had time to reflect, especially with this new year, it's really something that I want to share with people, something that I'm, I can't believe even happened or that I've experienced, but you come out of it on the other side as a better person. And like during it, it's really hard sometimes. Like there was a lot of crying involved and a lot of you know, rethinking. And I think this happened with a lot of people with COVID, like a lot of thinking twice about who you're spending your time with or what you're doing in your day. Like, where is your time going? What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Are you having intrusive thoughts? Are you thinking negative thoughts and spiraling? Um, Are you having a lot of anxiety? Like, why? What's the root of that? And all that stuff. And like, I am not done growing. I just want to be clear on that. Like, I still get anxious. I still go through sad, depressive spells and wonder why I, you know, don't feel amazing because I've done all this work on myself. But that actually leads me to the first lesson, my first takeaway of 2021. And that is that growth isn't linear. Just because you've done all this work or just because you've been learning and reading and working on yourself, taking time for yourself, thinking twice about what you're doing with your life and what you're doing with your time, who you're spending it with, all that stuff. Just because you've done that and are, you know, working every day to become a better version of yourself, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have bad days. It doesn't mean that you're not going to revert back to old tendencies. I think especially being home, like for winter break, it's so easy to fall back into a pattern that you had when you were younger pattern that's triggered by your parents or your siblings or anything like that just maybe even your old childhood home I don't know if anyone can relate to this but if you're in college or out of college and you come back to your home and you kind of revert back to the way you used to be it's really easy to be hard on yourself and think you know I feel like I have done all this work and none of it has has shown I feel like I've gone back to my old self I feel like none of this has been worth it or is showing through right now and I had that moment a a couple weeks ago and it was really hard in the moment but then I realized and this is I think my first takeaway is that growth is not linear just because you feel like you've taken 10 steps backward it doesn't mean your overall general trend and trajectory isn't upward facing because growth growth is upward facing growth is an upward trajectory but there's so many ups and downs 
you know, in that. It's not a straight line. It's a line that has a lot of ebbs and flows. And sometimes you're going to feel amazing. And sometimes you're going to feel really emotional and not amazing. And like you, like all of it has gone to waste, but it hasn't. And I had to remind myself of that the other day. And I want to remind you of that today. And I really wanted to share that because I needed to hear that that day. And if maybe someone listening is going through something where they feel like they've backtracked in life, whether it's a situation or just a mindset, there's no such thing as a backtrack. There's only ebbs and flows in a general upward trend of growth and learning and life. So that was the first learning. The second thing I wanted to talk about is kind of related to what I was saying about, you know, being out of college and the changes that come with that because there are a lot of changes. And I think the next thing I learned was that once you're out of college, no one cares like no one cares as much what you're doing. And I feel like there's a lot of judgment in college even though it's it's not like high school where there's cliques and there's I mean there actually still is. Um like drama and cliques and friend group stuff and social life being like your social life literally is at the center of your college experience at least in my experience that was how I perceived it and when you leave college a friendships definitely take a turn like you're not living within a one mile radius of everyone you know so the social life aspect definitely changes but I think what I learned is that no one really cares what you do after college. Like, not that they don't care what you do, but people care so much about what other people think, including myself. I cared so much about what other people thought of me when I was in college and high school as well. And I think once you're out of that um, structure and out of that, you know, you're a student living your life, trying to make your way, make friends and all that kind of stuff. Now you're just living your life and you're just in the real world and no one really cares. So the point of this, of me saying this is that like, you can literally do whatever you want and no one gives a crap. It's like such a cool time. You can literally create your story and create whatever life you want for yourself. And you don't have to worry about what other people think of you because they're all trying to do the same thing. And everyone's trying to find their way after college. It's like, we've been in a sort of fantasy land where your whole friend group just lives around you. All you have to do is study and get good grades and then you can party on the weekends and do fun things with your friends. And now we have like our lives and our careers and our livelihoods to worry about. And people, I feel like, get scared or try to find like the best job that's going to create them the most, give them the most wealth. But if you want to do something, this is the time to do it. And no one really cares what you're going to do. So it's the time to make mistakes. Stop thinking about what other people are going to think of you, including your parents. Like I had to do that as well. Cause like, you know, if it were up to my parents, I'd probably go to med school, but <laughs> you can kind of do whatever you want at this time and no one really cares. So do whatever the hell you want to do right now. And that's the next thing I learned. And I think that's the energy of where I'm at in life. And another reason I wanted to start this podcast up again, because you know, I feel like maybe the old me when I was younger or in college and really obsessed with what people thought of me would have maybe steered clear of having a podcast where I speak my truth and speak my mind because I'd be afraid of what other people thought of me. I'd be afraid of if other people found out, stuff like that. But that stuff really doesn't matter anymore. And it's really nice to be in a place where you're not in this bubble 
and the people in your life are the people that you choose to be in your life, that you really want them to be in your life. So that's another thing I learned this year. So the next thing I learned is to stop trying to push things and control things and to just surrender to life. So there's a little bit more that goes with this. Um, Just for kind of background on my philosophy, I believe in a higher power. We can call it the universe. um, We can call it source, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And what I've learned is that every time I'm trying to control an outcome in my life, whether it is, you know, trying to control like where I get into school or trying to control like anything. It's, it could be little things. It could be big things. Trying to control plans or trying to control like people, like trying to control like how my family members will react to something. Every time I try to control an outcome, I am the one bringing stress on myself. And this was something I had to learn the hard way many times over and I'm still learning it because it's still easy sometimes to you know, fall back into the trap of trying to control things in your life and trying to make everything perfect just the way you want it. And I realized the other day that when I do this, I'm literally creating problems out of nothing. Like if I just surrendered and was like, okay, like this, it is what it is. Like this is what's happening. I would be so much happier because I wouldn't be trying to force against and push against what is. And this goes along with the the story that Michael Singer tells in his book, The Surrender Experiment. I read this book this summer and it's so good. You guys should definitely read it if you haven't. It's a pretty easy read. And in that book, he talks about how he realized this concept at a young age. And from the age of, I can't remember, he was like maybe 23. He decided that for the rest of his life, he's just going to surrender to the flow of life, he calls it. And he's just going to surrender to whatever happens. And he has the most crazy wild ride of a life. It is insane. He ends up becoming like a billion dollar tech guy who created the software for a medical um like a medical charting company, I think. It's crazy. He ends up becoming super successful just just by surrendering to what life was giving him, to what the universe was telling him to do, to what opportunities came his way. And I think that story is so powerful because it really shows that there's a plan beyond what you could plan for yourself and what you could imagine for yourself. And sometimes you you don't even have the capacity to think these things up. But they can happen if you just allow them to and if you just allow life to happen to you and to surrender. And I think there's a dance between trying to, you know, create your own life and manifest what you want, but also surrendering to what's actually happening. And it's such an art that I, of course, have not mastered yet, but really want to and really want to try to do. And that's actually one of my goals for 2022 is to just surrender more because I am really like I am a control freak. Like I try to control every little thing in my life. And sometimes it works in my favor. Most of the times it doesn't. And a lot of the times things actually end up turning out way better than I wanted them to or could have expected them to when I just let go of my idea of what should be. So, you know, I think that that higher power, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is looking out for us. Um, And I think that if we just surrender and lean into it, then that's when the magic happens. And I've definitely learned that this year. Um, There's a metaphysical book text called A Course in Miracles. 
And I've been reading that this year here and there, just like there's little lessons in it. And so you're supposed to read, I think like the point is to like read one every day. I've, I sometimes read one a week, sometimes read one every single day. But one of the main ideas in this book is that all problems are an illusion. And it says that basically a miracle is a change in perception. That's simply what it is. So we're creating all these problems in our head, like I said. All these problems that we think we have are illusions. And if we just, I, I know this is like getting really woo-woo, really deep. So if you don't agree with this, that's totally fine. This is just the stuff that I've been learning. But it's it's honestly true when you think about it that all problems are an illusion because if you just shift your mindset about the thing that you perceive to be a problem, it could be seen as literally a miracle if you allow it. So you can think on that some more, do with with that what you want. But for now, that is what I believe. And of course, I think that change is the greatest thing. We are supposed to change our opinions. We're supposed to change our minds. If we're not changing and evolving, then that means we're not growing. So who knows? Maybe in five years, I will not believe any of that. But that's what I am really resonating with right now. So I wanted to share that as well. Okay, the fourth thing I have learned in 2021 is that nothing matters as much as how you feel. And I mean, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, like if you are not feeling good, and I know this can be something a lot of people resonate with. A lot of people were sick this year. A lot of people got COVID. A lot of people got other sicknesses and illnesses that weren't COVID. But I think when you have your health taken away from you in any way, it really shows you how important it is to feel good. And then I think when you have your mental health and your mental well-being and your emotional well-being taken away from you as well, when you're feeling shitty on the inside, that also takes such a major toll on you. And all you want in that moment, or at least this is how I am, is to just get back to a good place mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And that's literally, it becomes my only focus. And so I really learned that nothing matters as much as your whole health, your every part of your health. And something about me is that I take a very holistic approach to health. I don't think it's just about your nutrition or your physical health and just feeling good on like, you know, on the physical realm. I think it's all of these different things, your social health, your emotional health, your family life, your you know, your work life, your career, how is your spiritual health and how are your aspirations, your goals? Do you feel like you have purpose? Like all of those things add and factor into our health. And that's the approach that I like to take. So in my opinion, nothing is as important as that. Because when you're not good, how are you going to, you know, perform at your job? Or how are you going to take care of other people? How are you going to have time to and have the bandwidth to socialize and see your friends, like all those things depend on you being good, you know? And part of feeling good is definitely finding ways to boost your energy, boost your productivity, all the things like that. I know that's a big part of my life just because I'm so busy and I have so much going on. So I mentioned Magic Mind in the beginning of the episode, but I want to talk about it right now. It's this incredible biohacking tool. And you guys, this actually works. Like I use this stuff all the time and it's so effective. So Magic Mind is this really cool company. They were founded by Silicon Valley investor and entrepreneur James Bashara. If you guys are familiar with 
tech. He's huge in tech and he's founded lots of super cool companies, including this one. So the product Magic Mind is full of all natural ingredients. It's a tiny little shot bottle, kind of like a ginger shot you get at the grocery store. And it is full of adaptogens, which help decrease stress, nootropics, which are substances that boost blood flow to the brain and cognition, and matcha, which helps keep you focused and provides a lighter amount of caffeine than regular energy drinks would or a cup of coffee would. There's 50 milligrams, it's minimal caffeine, and it all comes from matcha tea. And it helps you drink less coffee as well. Quitting coffee is hard, as you know, and Magic Mind helps to increase productivity while reducing coffee cravings and preventing that caffeine crash. So the extra productivity and focus from Magic Mind allow you to be more successful, conquer your to-do lists faster, and give you more time to spend with loved ones and really help fight off procrastination, as well as brain fog, fatigue, and even some ADD symptoms. And it's... Best when consumed after three to seven days of continuous use, and that's how I saw the most effects. I really started seeing more productivity after a few days, and you can drink it all at once. Just chug it. You can drink it as a matcha latte. You can sip it throughout the morning, whatever you want to do. I personally chug it all at once with my morning cup of matcha, so I get double the caffeine, but there's no wrong way to drink this stuff. So I'm really excited to be working with them. I'm so excited to have such an aligned company to be working with Thoughts on Thriving as our first sponsor. And if you guys are interested in trying Magic Mind, which I highly, highly recommend you do, you can go to www.magicmind.co, not com, co, slash thriving. That is www.magicmind.co slash thriving. And you can also just use code THRIVING20 for 20% off of your purchase at magicmind.co. Once again, the discount code is THRIVING20, T-H-R-I-V-I-N-G-2-0 for 20% off. You guys are going to love it. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. All right, so on to the next life lesson I learned in 2021 The next thing I want to talk about is stillness. So I learned this year that answers and my intuition, that comes to me in stillness. Stillness is so important as a daily practice. And what I mean by this is that for a long time, I was always like, I'm not intuitive. I like, I'm not one of those people who just like knows things and knows how I feel. Like I feel like I was a very logical person and that's because I just was going, going, going and never took time to just like sit still and not do anything. So I really, really recommend if you don't sit still, meditate. You don't even need to meditate. You can just sit and do nothing and let things come to you instead of constantly doing, doing, doing and pushing, 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 which is something that I'm very prone to doing and tend to do very often. Stillness is so amazing. It's where all the answers lie. It's when you can really get quiet, get still, and get clear on what you really want. And that's how I make all my life decisions now, which is crazy because I used to be that person who would ask every single one of their friends, text all my group chats, text everyone I know, ask my mom, ask my, you know, just like ask everyone what they thought of a situation I was in or a decision I needed to make or I would make pro-cons list. You know, I would do all of that stuff, which pros pros and cons are still really good. But I think 
I was going outside of myself too much for the answer. And I think we all have the answers inside of us, but we just need to get really still and listen. And I know that might sound kind of crazy. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it makes total sense to you. But it's really, really effective when you just sit sit down, take time to get really, really clear, really, really quiet and just listen. There's like a voice inside of us and the voice talks and that's when answers come to us. That's when we learn things about ourselves that we didn't know and that's when we find out what we really want, what our soul really wants versus what we think we should want or versus what society tells us to want. And that is, once again, a practice. It's not something that I'm just amazing at now and can do every day. It's hard. It takes a long time for me to get still. And I have a lot of resistance to it every day. Sometimes I don't meditate until the end of the night because I just didn't feel like it that day. But I did commit to meditating daily in 2021 and I did succeed. And it was so just effective and transformative. And that's where all the answers lie. And stillness is just the most powerful thing in the world. And I I didn't realize that until now. And there's still so much time to realize that. I mean, I'm young. I'm guessing a lot of the people listening to this are young. And it doesn't matter how young or old you are. You can always create time and space to get still, to meditate, to listen to that voice inside you and start developing that intuition because that is truly where the answers lie and the single most important thing that I think you can do for yourself and your health because you know how can you be healthy if you're making decisions based on what other people want from you and healthy in the sense of that whole health that I was talking about how can you be emotionally happy and and mentally well if you're living life on autopilot or if you're living out your parents dreams or you know not doing what you want to do so stillness truly so important and so powerful. All right, number six, the sixth lesson I learned is the importance of and the power of letting go of what other people may think of you and letting go of people pleasing. So if you're a woman and you're listening to this, chances are you're probably a people pleaser. I know there's exceptions. I know not all women are, but I know that we are so primed to be and we learn it from our mothers who learned it from their mothers who, I don't know when the cycle started, but we're just so prone to doing things for other people. And this kind of goes along with what I was saying, you know, living for other people, living for someone else and not doing what you want to do. I think for me, one of the hardest habits to start breaking and to start rethinking and reevaluating is my habit of trying to please everyone else but myself and trying to do things for other people so that other people may like me, so that other people want to hang out with me, so that other people think I'm cool, all these things, all these ideas and dogmas that I had to break down for myself this past year in this transformation. And the thing is, people can sense your energy. That's what I think. Because, I mean, I can sense other people's energies. I can tell when people are coming from a genuine place versus an ingenuine place. And you can really tell when someone's doing something just to try and look cool or to be perceived a certain way. And I realized that, you know, that's not the way I want to do things anymore. And maybe that's the energy I used to be giving off. Who knows? I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to let others dictate my life and please others just to get the gratification of knowing that, oh, I made them happy or, oh, they want to hang out with me. Like, no, that doesn't matter anymore. 
It is so much more productive to worry about yourself, to work on yourself, to do, you know, personal growth work, to take time and be in stillness like I was talking about and become the best version of you than to constantly try and work toward achieving a version of you that others have in their mind. Even if it is people who are close to you, like your parents or a significant other or a sibling or your closest friends, it's so much more productive to let go of what those people think of you and to know that the right people are going to be by your side and love you no matter what. They're actually going to love you more for being authentic and for being the most unapologetically you version of yourself possible than when you're just trying to do things to try and be perceived a certain way. Because that stuff also crumbles so quickly. You know, if you're doing things just to be perceived as cool and you're not actually wanting to do them, it's going to like all come crashing down one day when you realize you've literally not done anything for yourself in the last however many years. And I decided this year that I don't want that to be the case for me. And I really just want to stay in my own lane and not not let other people dictate my life and not let other people's ideas of me affect me. And so letting go of that, letting go of people pleasing, letting go of doing things for other people and Trust me, there's a difference in doing something for someone else because you want to out of the joy and love in your heart and because you really want to help them versus doing it for them just so you can appease them and make them like you more and want to hang out with you more. You know, there's a very big difference. So I'm not saying don't do things for other people because that's not the point of this. It's more to just be really intentional. And that's something that I have been trying to grasp this year, really trying to work on and something that I really learned the importance of in 2021 and that I want to bring with me in 2022 and continue to work on. I think all of these things I'm talking about, none of them have been mastered and I don't know if any of them ever will be fully and completely mastered, but I think it's about getting to a place where these things come more naturally to me. That's where I want to be and where all these lessons lessons have been integrated and the old ways of doing things have been kind of overrided by these by these new ways of doing things. And so that brings me to number 7 which is at the end of the day, people care much more about themselves and how they're perceived by others than they care about you and what you're doing. And if they really care about what you do, then that's their responsibility and that's on them. So what I mean by this is that kind of going along with everything I've been saying, people are so worried about what other people think of them. I am so worried about what other people think of me sometimes. And then I have to take a step back and realize that everyone is actually doing that in their own head about themselves. Everyone is caring about how they are being perceived by others. And if they're not, Like, I want to talk to that person because that's amazing and I want to just not care at all, like, an ounce of what other people care about me. And there are people like that in the world and I admire them so much. And we have to just remember that we're not responsible for how other people feel. That's their own work to do. So if something that you say or do triggers someone else then that's on them. That's their work to do. And I'm not saying things that are like intentionally harmful or damaging or malicious. Um, I'm talking about like when you get triggered by someone else, you know, saying something on a podcast or if you get super triggered by the way someone lives their life or someone you see on social media, a post that you see, a caption, 
people get triggered left and right, including like I get triggered sometimes too, but then you have to realize that that person is not going to change what they're saying or what they're doing just to please you or they shouldn't at least. And this may be a controversial opinion, but I think that when you're triggered, that's on you to work on and that's on you to figure out why you're being triggered, what happened in your life, what hasn't been resolved, what issue hasn't been resolved in your past to make you feel so strongly about what someone else is saying. Because if that thing was resolved and you didn't care anymore, then it wouldn't trigger you. So it's it's all a reflection. People are just mirrors trying to teach us what we need to learn the most. That's why people come in our lives, in my opinion. And so I think that getting triggered getting activated by what someone is doing or what someone is saying is actually a really good time to look inside and see where you can work on yourself in that moment. See if, you know, that girl is triggering me because when I was younger, I was always left out. And so now that she's not inviting me to her party, it's triggering this place inside of me where I wasn't invited to hang out with friends when I was in fifth grade and it really affected me and you know it could be like anything but I think that a lot of our wounds now are just our childhood wounds showing up in different ways until we learn the lesson and sometimes it's really hard to learn the lesson like I had some really intense triggers this year that I didn't even think like were related to things that bothered me and then when I dug deeper and you know journaled about it and really got to the root cause I was like what the hell this is not what I thought was happening here and so there's always a deeper meaning there's always a deeper message and I think that this year I really learned the power of the subconscious mind because the subconscious mind that's the part of you that you're not consciously aware of that's the part of you that stores a lot of these memories from childhood that aren't really in your conscious awareness right now you're not like thinking about when you were left out as a child right now in this moment actually maybe you are because I brought it up but you're not constantly thinking of these things but they're all stored in your brain and Dr. Joseph Murphy writes a really good book on this called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind and I really recommend that you read it if you're interested in this I'm actually having on a subconscious healer or subconscious specialist um, in the next couple of weeks on the show And she actually works with people to help rewrite the stories in their subconscious mind to help clear the things that happened to you so long ago and replace them with new ideas and new thoughts and new memories to override what happened in the past so that we can start living from a more aligned place and so that we can stop living through the problems that happened to us in the past. So there's a lot of people out there that do this work. It's really cool. Um, I highly recommend you look into it and I definitely will be having people on the podcast to talk about this kind of stuff because this is where I like to go. This is the the kind of woo-woo stuff that I'm into and I mean it's not even woo-woo, it's science. There's There's studies to back this, there's psychological studies and so it's not completely crazy but I think the subconscious mind is really powerful and I learned that this year when I started working with my um, therapist, healer, whatever you want to call him to start rewriting my subconscious beliefs and pathways because there's little things in there that we store, little ideas that we have that we don't even know that we're picking up but we've picked them up from our parents, we've picked ideas up from 
society. There's parts of me that found out, I found out this year that there was a part of me that equated my success and my worth, my actual self-worth with my grades, which when I say that out loud, it sounds pretty silly, but that's literally what was in my subconscious mind because somewhere growing up, I learned that grades equal worth and that's not true and I had to unlearn that and replace that with my worth is inherent it's in me because I'm alive and so it's things like that that I mean you can get super deep on it but that was just a little taste of what I've been doing um with all this stuff but that's definitely a big lesson and what has been coming up time and time again is the power of the subconscious mind um the practice of knowing that if there's something that triggers me, that's something for me to work on. And that's where the growth comes. So that was learning number seven. And I'm going to just close this out. We're starting to reach 45 minutes. So I kind of want to keep this under 50 minutes. But the last lesson I learned this year is, I mean, I learned a lot more, but these were the main ones that I wanted to talk about today. This last one is that the energy and the vibe that we put out there is what we get back. And this is another kind of lesson that comes back to taking responsibility for yourself. Like you are completely responsible for your life and you're responsible for your actions and you're responsible for your energy and your vibe. Like you get to decide if you are feeling good one day or if you're feeling crappy the next. And I know that might not sound true because I used to love to victimize myself. I still do sometimes. And I'm like, no, this is just a shitty day and I'm just going to have a bad day and be sad. And while I did learn the importance of feeling my feelings this year, because I used to be the kind of person who like shoved all my feelings down. And now I'm like just letting them all out. I cry all the time. Like I don't cry all the time. It's fine. But I cry now, which I used to not do years ago when I would like just try to be good and perfect all the time. But on the other end of it, you are responsible for how you feel. And so you have the power to change your energy and turn your vibration around and to start feeling good. And this is something I learned from Gabby Bernstein. I don't know if you guys know her. Gabrielle Bernstein is an amazing author. She's written, I think, like nine books or maybe 11. I don't know. She's written a ton of books on self-help, personal growth, spirituality, metaphysical stuff. She's awesome. Um, She's also very well known. So I'm sure a lot of you know who she is, but this is something that she preaches and goes by. And she's right. Like the energy that we put out there is what we get back. Have you ever noticed that when you're feeling good and you're like, you know, like today's a great day, that's when all the amazing things around you start happening. And that's when you notice, you know, like the sun is shining today and that person smiled at me and like when you're sad that stuff doesn't happen maybe it does but that's literally this lesson in action this lesson that I learned and so I learned how to be responsible for how I feel how to work through my emotions but also how to bounce back to a high vibration energy really quickly and there's a lot of ways that you can do this i can do a whole episode on it. Actually, if that's something you guys would be interested in, let me know. Um, You could meditate. You could literally get up and have a dance party by yourself. You can work out. Working out always boosts my mood. Taking a nice hot shower, doing some yoga. Like there's so many things you can do. I'll, I'll do a whole episode on it one day. But your vibe and your energy 
is what comes back to you. It's the law of attraction. There's so many books out there on this too. I highly recommend you guys read the book Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein if you're interested on doing this more. She kind of talks about it in that book. I listened to the audiobook for that one and I really, really liked it. And she narrates it herself and she has a really great voice and is really soothing and calming for me. So that's another recommendation right there. But just kind of to round this whole discussion out, I think I can proudly say that 2021 was the biggest year of growth for me personally, and I bet for a lot of other people just because of the pandemic still going on and all this time we still had to reflect, learn, grow, and really look inward. Like I said, I know this time has been really isolating, and I really hope that this show can be a way for you guys to help feel connected to someone, to something, and to be on this journey of growth with me. And so if you made it to the end, those were all my lessons. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you were looking forward to more health and nutrition and wellness stuff, don't worry. That is my true passion, something I'm really excited to dive really deep on in this podcast. I do all the crazy wellness stuff. People who uh, have stayed with me in New York know. So we'll get into all that, into the nitty gritty. Look forward to lots of episodes on that fun stuff with very knowledgeable guests as well as myself on the podcast. And if you liked what you heard today, a little bit more... um, reflective, spiritual, uh, personal growth type stuff. I'm so happy that you liked it. We're going to have lots more deep episodes like this one as well, filled with a lot more wisdom, spiritual learnings, so much more goodness for our emotional and mental health as well. And there were a lot of book recommendations in this one, so I hope you guys were taking notes. I will be dropping a lot more tips and tricks and recommendations on all things lifestyle, wellness, health, all the things that we talk about on here throughout the show, throughout the entirety of the show. And so let me know if you guys have any requests, any guests you want on. If you're still listening, I'm so grateful for you and so overjoyed that you're here today and listening to me. I can't wait for this journey and to see where this podcast takes me, takes us, and I'm so excited for the future of Thoughts on Thriving. And if you couldn't hear by my voice, I'm just so happy to be back on the mic. I love podcasting, and I'm so excited that I've made it a priority again this year. So with that, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day, whatever time it is for you. Thank you guys again for listening. If you want more of this content, make sure to subscribe to the Thoughts on Thriving podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for more updates. And if you liked this episode and if you like this podcast, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because that's how we get seen and make sure to send it to a friend make sure to spread the word and make sure to also support magic mind as well that stuff seriously works and i'm so excited to be working with them on the podcast all right that's it for today thank you guys so much again and i'll talk to you guys next week bye